Welcome back to another episode of Wait for Weight, Food for Thought podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about anxiety. I actually filmed, filmed, I didn't film anything. I recorded a episode when I was first starting out on anxiety and I was just not ready to talk about all the things that I talked about. So everything was just super jumbled. Like my episode didn't make sense. It wasn't cohesive. I would start talking about a deep topic and then I would just like quickly skirt on away from that topic and talk about something else. So I'm glad I recorded it for myself and so that I actually haven't even listened to it, but for myself to get a better idea of how I'm feeling and how to conceptualize any of my personal struggles with anxiety. So this is take two, but first I want to just vent about my crazy day. So this is a Sunday. I'm recording this on a Sunday and I am leaving for St. Louis tomorrow for three days. And then after that, I head on over to Europe till January 4th. So I will be out of my house for a good two weeks and I'm super excited, but because I have a full-time job, I can't really like do everything that I need to do during the week, the week. And of course, of course, of course, I procrastinate until this weekend. So I feel like I don't even know how it's Sunday already. Like I just have been going nonstop since I got off work on Friday. And here we are, uh, still not done. I am looking at my room, you guys. I have, oh my God, like so many things all over the floor, which I've been cleaning all day. So I don't understand how there's more things on the floor. Anyway, we'll deal with that after this episode. Not my problem as of right now. But this morning I woke up like, okay, I am going to, and this is my thought process last night, Sabrina, you are going to make a promise to yourself. You are going to wake up at 7.30 in the morning so that you can make it to yoga by 9 and you'll have time in the morning to enjoy your coffee, lay in bed, relax until you have to get up and do all of your errands for today. So that's exactly what I did. I got up at 7.30, I made my coffee, I laid in bed, I video chatted my sister, and I relaxed. And I was like, all right, now it's time for me to get up and kickstart my day. Okay, so a jolly old Sabrina gets in her car, rushes over to Core Power Yoga, and listen, you guys, they canceled their classes until 12, 12 o'clock. Like, what the heck? Like, it wasn't even on my app or anything, so I was just like, okay, no big deal. No big deal. The day is early. We can just get some errands done. And mind you guys, I looked so bad. Like I just, I'm anticipating sweating my ass off during class. So I'm not trying to look like presentable or, and it's Christmas time. So like everybody's out shopping about, and I didn't really want to run into anybody looking like who knows, Chewbacca or something. So I was just like, okay, that's fine. No worries. I'll just get my nails done. That's fine. I'll just get my nails done earlier than I thought I would get them done. No problem. Oh, you guys, nail salons don't open until 10 o'clock on Sundays and most of them are closed. (laughs) So of course I circled around to like three different places before I finally looked at my phone and realized, oh, nothing opens till 10. So that's fine. It was about nine o'clock at this point. So I was just like, screw it. I'm going home. I drove all the way back home. Mind you, I live 15 minutes away from the studio. So this just took like 45 minutes out of my day. And then I get back home. I do some laundry. It's all fine and dandy. And at 10 o'clock, I'm like, okay, time to go get my nails done. 
So I go over to a nail salon that's by my house. And I'm only going here because it's by my house. The one that I actually like is like 15 minutes away and I didn't really want to deal with that. I had too many things to do today. Oh, you guys, never take the shortcut. Never take the shortcut. So I get there and this girl is being like, I showed her a picture of what I wanted. It's white nails with like gold on my middle finger and then gold specks over white nail polish on my ring finger. I know, super fly, super festive. And this lady's like, no, 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 no. I, I think the white, the white glitter is going to look better. And I'm like, white glitter? Is this like 2002? So I was like, no, I just want to do the gold. So she does the gold and she's like, oh, it's too light. It's too light. Let me try the white glitter. And I'm like, fine, like try the white glitter, whatever. So she puts it on me. She takes off the gold, puts this on. And she's like, yeah, yeah, this looks a lot better. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, she can tell that I'm not, I don't really like it. And she goes, this is, this is fine. This is good. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I'm not really good at standing up for myself. Plus she was being super pushy and didn't speak that well of English. So I just, I didn't feel like fighting. I didn't feel like fighting. So then I get my pedicure and as I'm doing, as she's doing my toes, I'm just looking at my hands. I'm like, I fucking hate that white glitter. Like... I could knock it over how much I hated it, you guys. So after she does my toes, I go, um, I'm sorry. Is it like, is it too much for you to take this off? And this is gel nail polish. Okay. So it's not easy to take this off. And I, I am well aware of that. And I'm like, I just, I don't know if this is easy for you guys, but can you just take this off and do gold? And she was like visibly annoyed like visibly annoyed. And this other lady, the one of the owners, she's like, yeah, I mean, we can, but it's going to just chip easier. And I'm like, hmm, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Then the lady was like about to grab her things and like took a deep breath and sighed. And I was like, you know what? No problem. It's okay. I'm not going to be that person. No worries. I tipped her 10 bucks and I left. <clears throat> As I'm driving home, I was just staring at my nails and I'm like, I fucking hate this. I'm, I hate this and I'm going on a vacation. I want to be, I want to love my nails. Like if you're a dude, you know, you don't really get this, but if you're a girl and you have bad nails, like, or maybe this is just me. I was obsessing over this stupid, this stupid glitter that she was calling snow. Ma'am, I don't want snow on my fourth finger. Okay. So then I go to this other place that's by my house. Okay. I walk in and I'm like, hi, I just, I, I just, I went to this place. They, they did this the wrong color that I don't want and they wouldn't change it. Would you be able to, to just change these two fingers? And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're full. Y'all, I look around this nail salon. There is three people, three people inside of this, this, this nail salon. And I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Can I come back later? She's like, ooh, we're booked up for today. So I just, I just said, okay. It's no big deal. No big deal. Something is up with today where things are just not going as planned. And that is a, okay, I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm not going to let it get to me. That's not, in the grand scheme of things, these problems aren't even problems. So I hop back in my car. I go to the place that I should have gone to originally. And I, I was like, hey, please, like, please just fix these fingers. And they matched me up with my homegirl, Jenny, y'all. Jenny is the goat. She looked at my fingers. She said, ooh, mm -mm." takes them off, uh, kept joking around with me. And then she looked at my middle finger and she said, yeah, that color doesn't match. We're going to change that too. I said, Jenny, honey, you do your thing, girl. You do your thing. And they look great. 
I am happy. I'm stoked. I ended up spending $100 on my nails when it really should have spent, oh, I don't know, like 67 total. But it's okay. I took an L. I learned a lesson. And my nails look great. My nails look great. So, yeah, I ended up missing like three yoga classes that I was going to actually go to because I had, you know, it was, was supposed to go at 9. They postponed it till 12, so I was going to go to 12. But then my nail fiasco occurred, so I couldn't go. So I planned for 1.30. So still getting my nails done, okay, for some fucking reason. And then I was done at like 1.40. So I just decided to run all my errands. I went to yoga. It was great. And I went shopping afterwards for some more presents. And then I came home, and here I am. So that has been my day so far. I just thought I would vent about it because... What the fuck? Every time, I, and, I, and I think I think this is the whole reason why I'm sharing this, is because I feel like whatever energy you put out into the universe, you get in return. I feel like even though I acted calm and I have this um, idea of what my day was going to look like, I was kind of frantic. And I have a lot to do, so I'm like a little bit sporadic. and like, uh, 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 what am I going to do today? How am I going to get everything done? And I put out some frantic energy, and the frantic energy was uh, put right back into my life. So, anyway, I have beautiful nails. My, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. There's nothing really wrong. There's nothing really wrong, you guys. So that leads me into my topic of anxiety and why this relates to the holiday season and to my life and, and probably your life. So I wanted to start with a whatever floats your quote. And today's quote is, hmm, where is it? There it is. Worrying, okay, let's start over. (laughs) Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength, carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. By Corey Ten Boom. Ten is the middle name. Boom is the last name. I wish my name was Ten Boom. That's fucking cool. Anyway, that's a great quote, and I think it's really relevant, and especially for people that have a lot of anxiety, is we're always looking towards tomorrow. What is tomorrow going to bring? What's the day after going to bring? What's the future going to bring? What's that going to bring? And even if we're not consciously thinking about the, the future, we're subconsciously thinking about it, and that's where anxiety is born and flourishes is when your your thoughts or your subconscious thoughts are elsewhere and not here and you can't focus on this present moment where you are right now and how you can just be the most joyful present person that you can be on a day-to-day basis. So I wanted to start with my experience with anxiety and growing up I experienced zero anxiety like none None at all. And whenever I would hear people say like, oh, I have anxiety, I didn't understand that. I'm like, well, just tell yourself you don't have anxiety. Like there's no reason to be, to have anxiety. That doesn't, that didn't make any sense to me. I couldn't conceptualize that. I've never felt that feeling. So it was super foreign to me and just strange. It was just like, come on, people snap out of it was kind of my mentality. Snap out of it. You have everything going in your life. You, even if you don't, you have the potential to change whatever it is you want to change. So snap out of it. So throughout middle school, high school, especially college, I had zilch anxiety. And here's the thing, you guys, I went through a death. Like my dad died when I was 17 and I still didn't deal with anxiety. Like I, or maybe, you know what I did? I just didn't know 
what it was and it manifested for me in anger. Like I was just angry all the time, which I've talked about before, but I think that was my way of dealing with anxiety was just me being really angry and not having time to think about, you know, anything else. I was just always angry and thinking too much of what happened, how I could have changed it and all this, all this stuff that I couldn't even control. So my college years, I, and, and this is just something about me. I, I have to make sure that my days are jam-packed, like jam-packed. In college, I had like seven classes, three jobs, an acapella group. I was always doing something, even on the weekends, like I would find something to do. I would go on a bike ride or go to the gym. I would go to the gym at like 12 in the morning or one in the morning when I was done studying. I was like, all right, time to do this, 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 this. This is all on my to-do list. And I would just be this maniac trying to fit everything in every single day. So I didn't even have time to be anxious about anything or have anxiety. I was just thinking about what I had to do right now, what my next thing was to do or on my to-do list for that day. And then it would repeat the next day. So I didn't have time to think that far ahead because I had so much going on every single day. I would be like up and up and about at like 6 a.m. and I wouldn't be done till about 11 p.m. or midnight. That was typically my schedule. I was just out and about doing things. And yeah, I loved it. Like that was just how I thrived. I felt accomplished. I felt successful. I felt in control. And now looking back, like that was my way of coping. That was my way of not allowing any downtime into my life or any time for me to be able to think or process or understand. It was just me filling a void that I didn't want to deal with. Now that I look back on it, that's exactly what I was doing. That's why I was so busy all the time is I'm like, okay, got to not think about anything that I really want to think about or things that are really bothering me that I want to ignore. So time to just stuff my days with as much shit as possible. So when I graduated, I was I felt super stoked. Like I was going to come home. Um, I was moving back to San Diego. I love San Diego, you guys. I love, 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 love San Diego. And I went to school in Texas, TCU, go frogs. And I, I just, Texas is not my place to live. It's not my cup of tea. I loved it for school. I loved, I love visiting it. It makes me feel so nostalgic, but it's not, it's not me. It's, I don't thrive in that kind of environment. So I moved home and I was so freaking stoked. So my now fiance, but boyfriend at the time, drove me out back out to California and he was staying with me for a couple weeks, I believe, like 10 days or so while I got situated. He met my mom. Um, He hung out with my sister. Like it was just a really, really fun time. And we went to go to one of my favorite restaurants on on the coast. And this was just a couple days before he was going back to Texas. I mean, we're going to start a long-distance relationship because we were dating in school for a couple years. So we're eating at this restaurant. I stuff my face, like, obviously as fast as I can, like I normally do. And I I have two fears in life, you guys, like two actual fears. One is puking, like, oof, so scared of puking. Like, I'm so, 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 so scared of puking. And my second one is planes. I'm not as fearful of planes as I am of puking, which is bizarre. Um, But I don't like either of those things. I just don't. So we're driving. We get back in the car after I stuff my face. And I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like, I feel like I'm just going to puke. I get really hot. And I don't remember what it's like to puke. Like, last time I was 
<laughs> conscious and puked I was 13 I puked when I was really fucked up when I was 18 um it was my dad's birthday and I drank it was the the this his first birthday it wasn't my dad's first birthday. <laughs> Let me rephrase. It was the year after he passed away. So it was the first birthday of him being gone. And I was just cel- like, he wasn't there. We, we couldn't celebrate his life. Okay. So his first birthday, that's fucking funny. Anyway, so we, I was just trashed and I threw up, but I don't really remember it because I was really drunk. So I, at this point in my life, like I am, I moved back when I was 22 and I, I don't remember, it's been like almost 10 years since I puked and like remembered what it's like to puke. I have no idea what that feeling is like anymore. So I get really hot and I said, I'm going to puke, pull over. And my sister pulls over and the thought of me having to puke put me into a full blown panic attack. That's so embarrassing. That is so <laughs> embarrassing. So this, this incident goes from me having to puke to me having a panic attack. I have never had a panic attack in my whole life. I didn't even know what a panic attack was. I didn't know what the symptoms were. What happens to you? No clue. My fiance is trying to t- like give me a massage and like say what's wrong. And my sister touching me and I'm like, get off me. Like no, I, I couldn't have anybody touching me. I was getting really hot. You guys, I couldn't see straight. Like things were spinning. Um, I started hyperventilating because I didn't know what was going on. My hands like froze. I couldn't move my fingers because my body was just tensing up and my heart rate was just super elevated. So I went from having to puke to hyperventilating within a matter of like five minutes. Okay. I didn't even have to puke now that I figured out what was going on. Um, because it was my first time of this like happening, I didn't know what was going on. So I couldn't calm down. I didn't know how to calm down. I didn't know what was going on. So I started freaking out and like even more. My fiance called 911. Oh my God. He's been talking about this. this is so embarrassing. He called 911. They came and they were like, um, checking all my stats and whatever. Everything was normal. And I like couldn't even see straight. I couldn't even like see them. I don't even remember like what they looked like. And I remember I remember things very vividly, didn't remember them. And I was like, listen, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't need to go to the hospital. I need an anti-nausea pill. Please just give me an anti-nausea pill. I cannot puke. I cannot puke. And they were like, ma'am, we can't give you an anti-nausea pill. You have to come to the hospital for us to administer any kind of medication. I was like, no, I can't, I can't go to the hospital. Like, and I was just thinking about like hospital bills, honestly. I'm like, this is going to fuck me over. And I'm, it's not that severe. Like I know nothing's wrong, but I don't know what, how to calm down. So they ended up taking me to the hospital. I, I was, I was just fucking freaking out. I was freaking out and I took all my vitals or whatever. And I'm fine. And then once I take the anti-nausea pill, like I calmed down after it set in. So I think I was nauseous, but also because I just had a full fucking blown panic attack the nurse or the doctor comes in and he or she don't remember was like, yeah, that was just a panic attack. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like that cannot have been a panic attack. Like there's no way. Like there was too many physical symptoms for that to be a panic attack. But again, I didn't really understand this, the, whatever happens when you have a panic attack. So I thought that, I thought panic attacks were just made up. Like they're in your head. Like you can calm yourself down, but yeah. I was in the hospital for like three hours, like useless time, like just, just time wasted. 
And ever since then, I have had anxiety ever since then. And that was like two and a half years ago. And that was my first experience with anxiety. And it got bad. Like I could not, and I think it was just more so because I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on that for the next like few weeks after my fiance left too, I, I just felt lost. I felt confused. It was my first time like not going back to school. I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a job. I was lost. I was confused. And for the first time in, uh, four years, the first time in four years. So basically since my dad died, that was the first time I started processing everything. Uh, I still have yet, I want to record an episode on holding a grudge, which I've talked about like three times now. And I promise I will. I'm going to talk about my whole family story and how I don't talk to anybody in my family. Um, but I was processing the loss of my family in terms of like, I, I don't speak to them, to them anymore the loss of my dad in regards to his death. Um, And just this whole new life I was about to lead. Like you go to school your entire life, like that's all you can remember. And then when you graduate, they're just like, oh, good luck. You are not taught at all how to deal with anything in the real world at all. Zilt, nothing. Like school is just this, it's it's like dress up, I feel like. Like I felt like it was just this dress up game until I graduated that it's like, oh, just kidding. Like this is real life. And I was fucked. I didn't know what was going on. So I felt like every day I would wake up with this pit in my stomach, like something was wrong. Like I didn't know what was wrong. And I, I, I would step outside and, and feel anxious. Like I was going to throw up and I wouldn't want to leave my house. I would drive back home. I didn't want to see people. Like I can't even explain this feeling. And just thinking back to like the person that I was, I felt so weak and helpless that's what I felt like, weak and helpless. And I didn't know what was wrong. And I, I am not the kind of person to really key into my feelings. So I didn't know how to even handle whatever the fuck was happening. Over time, obviously, I started to become better and better at recognizing when I'm going to have these moments. Is a panic attack coming? I know how to calm myself down immediately. Um, I know the things that I need to do to calm myself down. One of which is, you guys, I... If you don't know this about me, you're fake. You're, you're a fake friend. But <laughs> just kidding. Um, I love Halloween. Like love, love, love Halloween. I feel like I was a witch in my past life. Um, somebody, I told this to somebody the other day, and they asked me, "How do you know?" And I'm like, "No, I'm I, like, it's just a joke. It's a joke. I don't really think I was a witch in my past life, but that'd be sick. Um, but I can't believe someone thought I was serious. Which whatever, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, who knows, my name is Sabrina, so, hmm, coincidence, don't think so, but when I'm feeling really anxious, I'll look at Halloween photos on Pinterest, Halloween decorations, fall, I'll watch Halloween Town, I'll, like, listen to it, like, I don't know what that is, something about Halloween Town is so nostalgic to me, that it just immediately calms me down, call it stupid, call it dumb, I don't care, it helps me relax, and that is what you need to do if you are feeling extremely anxious or you feel a panic attack coming or you don't like leaving the house or you're getting social anxiety or when you're out and about you constantly want to be back at home and that's how I felt for the like up until the a a few months ago honestly like I would go out and just be thinking about 
I want to go home. Like I feel suffocated. I feel anxiety coming on. I need to go home and like regroup and be by myself and lay in bed, take a bath, like something for me. And as I get older, I feel like I'm becoming more and more of an introvert, extrovert in terms of like, I love, I love talking to people and I love being with people. But as I get older, I crave alone time way more than I did when I was like in college or younger. Like alone time to me was just like, I didn't want that. And now, oh my God, you guys, alone time is magical. But finding, I think the biggest thing that needs to happen is if you guys are dealing with anxiety is find the source, find the source and, and then find ways to help you calm down, whatever that may be. Is it gardening? Is it journaling? Is it running, riding a bike, uh, watching your, your, your favorite movie, your favorite show, whatever it is, music, listening to calming music, listening to rap music, whatever it is that when you play it, you just go, oh, okay. I'm fine. Like there's nothing to worry about. Anxiety is just wasted time. You're just worrying about the future that you can't even control. You're worrying about something that is so out of your control that you can't do a single thing about it. So why the fuck are you wasting your time right now? The only promised time to you is right now. And it's being wasted by thinking about oh, is this going to happen tomorrow? Could somebody I love die tomorrow? Or could this happen tomorrow? Or this, or this? It's just useless. And I'm getting so like worked up talking about this because going back to my fear of planes, I have been anxious for the last few days because I have big travel plans coming up. I have, I'm going to St. Louis and then I'm going to the Netherlands and I'm going to Prague. I'm going back to the Netherlands and then I'm flying to London and then I'm flying home. That's a lot of planes and that stresses me out and it makes me feel like super, super anxious and overwhelmed. Like I just, each day that goes by, I, I think I get more and more anxious because of my upcoming flights, my upcoming travel plans, that this, the moment I'm in is just lost because I'm thinking about what I need to do or what I, or how is the plane ride going to be, or what's the weather going to be. It's like, whatever, I'm going to get in that plane, regardless, I'm going to knock on wood right now, and I can't control a thing. I just got to sit there, buckle my damn seatbelt, turn on a movie, close my eyes, hopefully sleep, and I'm all chilling, y'all. I'm chilling. That's it. And I'm trying to train myself to think like this more and more and more in my life because, you know, our society nowadays is so overwhelming. It's so, there's so much pressure to do things and to be things and to look a certain way and to do things a certain way and to fill up your days and have a good job and have a full-time job and make enough money and blah, 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 that it's, it's no wonder everyone around us is fucking anxious and and has anxiety. Like that's just the the culture and the society that we've created. But that doesn't mean that that that's how we have to react. We don't have to react the way that society is expecting us to react. We can find ways to cope, to relax, to stay grounded. And I think that's the biggest thing is staying grounded staying present, being still, being here in this moment. And my sister and I, like, we'll text each other sometimes and she'll text me like, hey, I'm having really bad anxiety. And I'll text her, you know, vice versa. Hey, like, I'm having really bad anxiety. Like, before I finish the story, like, the other day I was talking to a doctor uh, at work. Um, I talked to doctors all day long. And for those of you that don't know, I do medical marketing. I uh, just work with doctors. 
and I was talking to this doctor and everything was totally fine. All of a sudden I get this wave, like, like a panic attack wave. I get hot. I feel like I'm going to throw up and I just closed my eyes, took a deep breath and just said, you're okay. You are okay. Literally nothing is wrong. Like not a single thing is wrong. I didn't even know what I was thinking about. Like it came out of absolutely nowhere. So when my sister texted me that, I responded with, tell your anxiety to fuck off. And when I said that to her, I was like, why don't I tell my anxiety to fuck off? Like, you are not welcome here. Go somewhere else. <laughs> like, go away. I want to be able to live my life freely and happily and openly and joyfully. And anxiety sucks all the joy out of our lives, you guys. It sucks all of the joy and happiness out of our lives. And there's nothing worse than being out in public or being somewhere and anxiety strikes and you just feel like you can't breathe. You're not yourself. You kind of feel like hazy. I don't know if you feel hazy too, but like, I'll feel like it's an out of body experience sometimes when you're so anxious, like someone will be talking to me and I don't really see them. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me or they, or things just seem to be moving really slowly. Can you relate? I hope you can relate because if not, I think I have a different problem than anxiety. <laughs> but, oh, oh man, you guys, anxiety is never going to go away. It's always going to be present. It's always going to be prevalent. And as we get older and as new adventures and new things come into our lives, children, marriage, life, jobs, deaths, the normal ebbs and flows of life are going, going to come into all of our lives, whether we like it or not. And we need to learn how to react to those ebbs and flows in a uh, grounded manner. That's it. That's all it is. We just need to find ways to ah, deep breath, relax, be still, and regroup. Oh, namaste, you guys. Namaste. That was a good ending. I just feel a lot calmer after filming this episode. I feel like I've been very frantic all day long. My thoughts have been jumbled. I do love sitting down and recording this podcast. Like at first when I started, I was really nervous and my my episodes weren't very cohesive or I, I just had too many things I wanted to talk about. I didn't know how to organize my thoughts. And now this is time for me to understand, process, discuss and sometimes I surprise myself with some things that I say that out loud that I didn't even know I was thinking about. Um, I'm also anxious because, you know, around the holiday season, it's supposed to be a very joyful, happy time. But for those of you that have lost loved ones, parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, whatever, animals, whatever you may have lost that grief just seems to be a little bit heavier this time of year. But our loved ones aren't lost. They're in the spirit of the holidays. Their spirit still lingers on. They're here. They're happy. They're in our hearts. And you are a product of the person you lost. So that person is never gone. So if you're going through grief like me, you feel like this time of year is a little bit heavier than most days of the year, just know that that person you lost is literally in you part of your DNA and you are not navigating this life without him or her. So with that, I encourage you to find your outlet to bring you a little bit more peace, make you a little bit more still, make you feel a little bit more free each and every single day. 
Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a very safe, happy, amazing holiday season. And next episode will be with my sister. We'll be recording in the Netherlands. So until then, talk to you later.